Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Welcome to 2004 Podcast Odyssey. I'm Javon Gord. With me, as always, is my co-host. Bobby DeFore. And today we're covering the first two films of uh, the late British filmmaker Terrence Davies, who died last week uh, at 77. Silently in his home, right? You're not silent. We don't know. I don't know how he died. He was like alone. Yeah, more than likely. Uh, yeah. I, uh, so, first off, we got to say this. He was planning on making another movie, actually, is what I heard. Oh, really? Yeah. Any idea? Like, any, any word? Of what it was, I can't remember right now. Um, I, cause I'm, I'm interested in uh, one of his later films with uh, Cynthia Nixon. Is that who it is? Yeah. Uh, I can't believe I got her name right. Um, yeah, from uh, <clears throat> Sex and the City. Yeah, cause uh, I watched uh, our first film, uh, Distant Voices Still Lives, on YouTube, and I just had to. You know, have Tubi. You wanted to avoid the commercials. <clears throat> I wanted to avoid the commercials. I also wanted a higher quality version, and what I saw on Did YouTube. Did you pay was, for it? Yeah, I paid for it. No, I I can't pay for no, it. That's I, why I, I went to Tubi. I just I and I'm glad I did because it was beautiful, and yeah. I felt like Tubi was gonna look like shit. Tubi was all right. Yeah, well, I watched I, mean, on, I watched on a big television. So well, I mean, Tubi Tubi's norm like normally looks pretty good. I just it, know it depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's a sh- it's a movie that nobody gives a shit about, yeah. Tubi's gonna have like a VHS rip. You will, uh, they will straight up have a VHS rip as the version. I, and I'm not, like, I know what you mean by that, but I don't know if that's right. I wonder if it's still a rip. Like, that's just out of curiosity. I'm not calling you stupid um, yet. But um, I just I just wonder if that's called a rip. Um, so, because uh, I imagine it. Uh, Do you know what it's called? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I imagine like VHS, like you're recording a screening almost, like it's or not like a screening, but in a sense a screening. I have watched, I have recently watched movies on on Tubi where you could see the tape scratches. I'm not doubting. That. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that when you play a VHS tape, you have to play it onto something and then record the screen to make it digital. I think, like I feel like it's like less of a rip. Okay, whatever a, the terminology. Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious about it. I don't know. I just I'm, I'm bringing up the topic. All right, that's Cynthia, which is a little you know superfluous. That Cynthia Nixon movie <clears throat> from 2016. It's called A Quiet Passion. Yeah. It's like it's an Emily Dickinson biopic. Makes sense. That yeah. makes total fucking sense. Yeah. But uh, so the reason I bring it up is because it was on YouTube as recommended. <clears throat> while yeah. I was watching the film the whole time so yeah. every time I paused yeah. I just saw Cynthia Nixon and it's a period piece and the movie poster has the same uh, sort of wash and like filtering yeah. and stuff as both the films we're talking about today yeah. so I was like how fucking old is Cynthia Nixon or is this just some British a- British actor I don't know that looks like Cynthia Nixon no it's, it's <clears throat> yeah it's I looked a movie, into it it's a movie about an American but it's a period piece, which he likes to do. Yeah, and it's uh, it's also a gay one, because oh, that, like cool. pretty much everyone thinks Emily Dickinson was gay. Oh yeah, and into her sister-in-law. 
Uh, oh, into her. Just, that's cool. Yeah. No. She, like we know, we know nothing about. It's based her. off letters and shit. Oh, okay. Um, I love she, that shit. Yeah. I love like, dude. Shout out to like all the lesbians that hit it forever. Oh, shout out to all the dudes that did the same goddamn thing. Yeah, yeah, good point. They both did the same goddamn thing. They sent letters back and forth, and then they fucking... Met. One of them may have the, may have burned all the letters. Yeah. One okay. of them burned all the letters, and you only get one of them. Dude. But you know they had a... They like, communicated back and forth. I mean, I can't imagine just having to hold back a, a portion of your life with, with, you know, just fear of the heavy reprimandation of the society around you, like... God. Yeah. To n- not know that burdens me. It burdens you it to burdens not know me. the burdens of others? Yes. It burdens me that my life it's is so It's a white easy. man's burden. Yes. It's the yes. cis, straight, white <laughs> man's burden. Um, no, I, it's, it's sad to me that it's unfathomable. Um, yeah. Like, I can grasp the concept, but I'll never understand fully. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's hard, uh, and you know, to uh, granted, like, bro, we got the Israel Palestine shit going on right now. That's been weeks. What weeks? The, the the major shit happening right now has been happening for weeks. It's been happening for the past couple of days, like a week. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say it's been been a week. I mean, wait. Yeah, yeah, it's been about a week. Dude. It's been about a week. Um, but uh, it's also been happening on and off. For 75 years. Since, yeah. Uh, and, probably uh, a little bit more than that. Um, I mean, it has its origins in older stuff, but the actually trying to make Palestine a state has been going on. Yeah. For 75 years. Um, and uh, it's some... Um, it's some... Uh, Dark shit. Yeah. It's actually as dark as it's ever gotten. <clears throat> I don't think I'll, I'll be voting for Biden. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to vote for it. I don't know. I don't think I've seen a single, like, American politician who isn't, like, straight up Palestinian themselves. Yeah. That's pro-Palestinian. Like, R- Rashida Tlaib. <laughs> say the right fucking thing about this. <clears throat> I, um... Everyone, the... You just side with Israel immediately. That's what... Bruh. That's a bipartisan thing they can agree about. And it's uh, it's too fucking, you know. I'm, I just want to set a statement. I think we can both agree here at 2004. <laughs> uh, you know. You say this like we have any conflict of our our uh, points of views or opinions on the matter. Yeah. I uh, I, I'm pro Palestine all the way, man. Yeah. Like I Free. I learned the plight of the people and immediately was like, ah, I gotta. Free Palestine. Yeah, free Palestine um, from the river to the sea. Uh, it's a political slogan. Okay. That for Palestinian freedom. Understood. Um, yeah, free Palestine. Um, our hearts go out uh, to not only the Palestinians in Palestine right now, the ones fleeing as well to neighboring countries. Our hearts go out to every Palestinian uh, person throughout the world uh, who is more than likely experiencing a, a lot of grief and anguish. Um, you know, not even internal. Uh, hopefully, only internal. Um, uh, but we we know there there are uh, you know uh, attacks and hate crimes and uh, you know vicious verbal assaults and God forbid getting on the internet right now if you're Palestinian um, our hearts go out to all of you um, and anyone who is uh, coming to grips with the uh, 
disgusting nature of their religious origins. Um, what? Maybe not religious origins. Yeah, let's back that one up. Let's back that one up. Back that one up. Back back up a little bit. We are not anti-Semitic here. There are Jewish people (laughs) that think what's going on is terrible. And my hearts go out to the people that are coming to grips with how terrible Israel is. Uh, uh, Not... There are are Jews. There are Jewish people. Yes. Jews, Jewish people, whatever. That know that Israel is a failed idea. Yeah. It's a bad idea. Yeah. And we are with you. Yeah. Um I'm sorry. I just that there are so many people. Yeah. Uh you know. I just imagine there are a lot of Jewish people that are like, Oh, the Zionism I've been indoctrinated into is uh failed me and now that I'm watching my friends die and other humans. Not even die, fit. not even like friends. friends. I'm just I just like realizing that it's terrible to see people die. That yeah. a large portion, like a lot of people within my my uh, race, religion, believe that it's okay to yeah. genocide an entire group yeah. of people. That's the that's the um, um, issues and emotions we're speaking to right now. Yeah, uh, not that they have any merit over the the actual Palestinians, but yeah. Um, Nuanced situation, and I suggest all of us learn um, to understand the complexities of life that surrounds us. That surround us. Anyways, yes. But, um, yeah. But let's get to the movie now. Um, Distant Voice of Still Lies from what year? 1988. And uh, The Long Day Closes from 1992, the films we are covering today's episode. Um, Both by Terrence Davies. Well, these were his technically his second. Yeah, that's what I before I started uh, in third picture virtue signaling. I uh, was gonna bring up the anthology. Yeah, we've never seen the anthology. Yeah, I've never seen. I it. don't think it's available. I don't know streaming. where you can find it. Uh, I it's imagine not available on streaming. I feel like you gotta have a copy. Maybe on YouTube. Maybe it on might some be on obscure YouTube, website. I, I could probably find it on some obscure website. Yeah, I'm sure it's out there. Yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, you know, it has a. There's reviews of it on Letterboxd. You can find it. I just, I'm not looking for it. Shout out. uh, Here's the thing, man. Uh, Not even shout out. Uh, Like, it's it's interesting to me that, like, I I feel like there's a lot of overlap of people that are, like, anti-copyright that are also film nerds. Um, Yeah. So I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure we could find it if we invested some time into it. Yeah, but Jean- it might be on YouTube. It Jean- really might just be free. Jean Luc was anti copyright. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking oh. of Jean Luc, he uh, <clears throat> a man who was generally pretty dismissive about British, yeah, like film legacy. He uh, made an eight, was it eight or seven hours? I don't know. His uh, histories do cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, his like long documentary television series. Filmed on tape because he believes that tape is the is the uh, best medium for essay. Oh, there, oh in the late eighties through the nineties. What do you mean, like, like just verbal, like otter, like. <laughs>
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. For essay film, <laughs> for the essay film format. What? What do you mean on tape? Oh, like it just went straight to VHS? He filmed it on tape. Magnetic tape. He filmed, yeah, he filmed yeah, okay. an essay film on tape because that's okay. what he believed that was the only real usage for tape. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, if you he he you wants not make an actual film, film video. You do not make an actual film on on tape, but okay. you you can make an essay film on tape, which is why he shot history new film. You know what? History I kind of agree with that. Yeah, having seen some films that were shot on tape. Uh, it looks that, like shit. Tape yeah, looks, looks like, like shit. shit, dude. That fucking um, I don't that know. Spike Lee movie. I don't know if it looks like that was digital, man. That was early digital. That's tape. That was that was on a VX one hundred or a VX one thousand. That tape. was on tape. That's digital. That's tape. Tape is digital. We've had this discussion before because I thought tape was film. Tape is digital. Tape is just rudimentary, uh, like uh, digital. It, it's a floppy disk. Tape is a floppy disk, basically. It's the same magnetic material. That wasn't the same as what I'm thinking of. No, I don't... You know what? You're, you're thinking of the the predecessor to Super 8. Or Hi 8, which is what uh, the VX1000 took. was on Hi 8. And uh, Super 8 came before that, actually. Um, you're thinking of, like, I'm imagining, like, old-school VHS recorders, like, where you put the big-ass tape in. I think that, I think that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking yeah, of VHS. Yeah, yeah. That's digital. No. He shot that on digital. It's the same tape, dog. Okay, oh, no, 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 no. Let me back it up, back it up. The medium is still the same. You are correct, because it's a digital recording. It's a digital uh, interpretation of Bamboo light. Yeah, it's digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a digital cinema was shot on VHS tape. It's well, again, it's the same type. It's the same. The tape is basically the same. It's just changed in format and sizing, but the process. You're correct. That's an old school like project uh, uh, SLR style yeah. recorder, and. The VX1000 is a digital interpretation of the light. So, yes, I apologize. Yeah. We, we, yeah. The uh, History of the Film uh, Cinema, whatever. I, I have it on, t- I have it on, we're going to cover it one day. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Um, you have it on tape? I have it on DVD. Oh, okay. Cool. Because I don't know how to play a VHS anymore. It's, uh, he, he um. I also don't have a means to rewind one. Yeah. With. Book and Music Exchange, last time I was there, they had, uh, I mean, the last couple of times, they had, like, a bunch of, uh, what do they call it? It's like a, it's pre-DVD, pre-VHS, it's like the size of a, yeah, LaserDisc. Yeah, laser, dude, LaserDisc. Size of a vinyl. LaserDisc, uh, so the market on LaserDisc is, like, going, like, really high right now. Yeah. Um, cause, like, LaserDiscs are everywhere. Where are you? Players. Players are the hard part. Yeah, and the laser discs themselves are becoming increasingly more rare. Uh, they had like, a bunch. 
put it in that. Where are you going to do with him? You can't play him. you got to have a player. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The beauty of modern technology does allow for, like, those parts to be remanufactured or, like, those parts to, like, replacements be made for. Um, I wouldn't doubt that, like, we eventually have, like, a new wave of uh, uh, laser disc players. I imagine... I imagine if... I mean, physical media is a dying medium, uh, unfortunately. Hey. And due to people like you and your hatred hey, of, of hey, physical media. Hey, vinyl came back. Best Buy um, it has announced next year there's, they're going to stop selling everything, all physical media. That's not just video games. Like, that's the last piece of physical media that you'll be able to buy at no Best shit. Buy. Eh. No, that is sad. No, 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 no. It's sad. I don't care about Best Buy. I want Best Buy to die. Um, yeah, that's my main thing. I'm 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 anti Best Buy. No, it's yeah, but it's but like I there's res- also like no fucking like video stores. Dude, there's like five Fyes left. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> there is an Fye still, I think. Yeah, but it sucks. There's like no yeah, fucking. It's just mainly T-shirts now. There's no. It's fucking, mainly T-shirts and plushies. There's no. F- it's like no physical media. It yeah. sucks that physical yeah. media is a dying medium. What it I'm sucks saying, that- vinyl came back. Vinyl's in the highest production it's been in in the past 40 years. Vinyl is a different thing. No, I understand. I think if we can get Laserdiscs to come back, we will also be able to get Betamax to come back. I'm not talking about like the oldest. I'm talking about like DVDs and Blu-rays. I get it. <laughs> just those alone. <laughs> I just, we gotta start older. Because we gotta have the older physical media. Because the people that you don't that even older, buy any of them. <laughs> I, you know, you, I had a I had a stint of purchasing vinyl. I'm not talking about vinyl. Okay. I, vinyl's. The I remember. Thing. I remember getting into you. Getting in with. Get getting in, in. Getting into a. <laughs> arguing with you yeah, about. Okay. All right. That works. About. Uh, physical Look. media, and you going. I don't understand. I don't see the need for uh, physical media. <laughs> So, we can just play Fido online. So, uh, uh, I want to say, I myself don't feel the need for physical media. Uh, as far as uh, digital video goes. Comes down to the, it comes down to the individual when it comes to saving these mediums, man. <laughs> uh, and I respect that. I think it's important. But, like, I also know that, like, any special features I can find on the internet, any... Not really. Not really. Really? I don't think, you know, I don't think you can find every special feature that it will be on a... DVD? Yeah. On the internet, man. You I don't know. It that. also feels different. Just like holding a book is better than having a fucking... Uh, oh, you miss putting a disc in the tray? Yeah. Okay. Have That's nice. To yeah. change the movie? Yeah. Okay. Uh, There's a certain appeal there. A certain smell. A crackle. A, a puff. A... <laughs> Oh, don't you just love unwrapping that cellophane? Uh, oh, dude. Okay, let me. Uh, I do kind of miss uh, the sealed package. Getting getting the sealed package yeah. undone. I unclasping, do kinda, unclasping. Those. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah. those. But like, I'm talking about like you had to find the corner to peel up, or the ones that had like uh, the good ones had like the little rip away strip thing yeah and you just like pull the strip off and then slide it out and then you had the ones that were like they had the like diagonal folds yeah on top and you had to like sit there for 20 minutes with your fingernail to get that shit open um I do that was kind of satisfying to yeah. like get those open 
Like maybe that's what I maybe that's what is gonna make me respect physical media. I will never be a vinyl guy. I just I'm I'm not I'm not. I, man, I think I that think, seems like too much fucking commitment for me. <clears throat> really? But I'm a DVD and dude, Blu-ray the guy. sound quality alone, man. You will never. You will never. Yeah, but get, I'm not a music guy like that. You will never get as close okay. to being in the studio while. But it's I'm recorded. not a music guy. You're not an audiophile. Yeah. Okay. I am not an audiophile. You're an audio simp. Wait, yes. no, that's what I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fucking audio guy. I'm a fucking movie guy. <laughs> okay. I understand collecting, having a large collection of DVDs. In Blu-rays because I have a large collection of DVDs and Blu-rays. Uh, I do. I like seeing I like seeing a perfectly formed shelf. Yeah. Okay. I've always uh, enjoyed a, a, a beautiful laid-out uh, DVD shelf. Yo, so Laserdisc uh, has great sound quality too, because uh, mm-hmm. it was it was easier to get. It was like pre MP3, like pre yeah. CD. So uh, the sound quality was a big big yeah. feature of those. Um, and they had DVD type menus and shit, man. Like you could do track skipping and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the sound quality on those is really good. Yeah. I'd like to fuck with real to real. Anyways, back to the movie. Uh, yeah, Godard in uh, history, history through cinema, he uh, generally does not even discuss British film. He like completely ignores it, and it's several hours long. He just doesn't fucking talk about British film. <clears throat> but he does. Uh, he he says that he does he did say that he thought um, Distant Distant Voices Voices. Still Lives is excellent. Uh, And let's talk about what this movie is. So, really quick, I I really don't... I have one gripe about the title, and that's that uh, it's a whole title, but it's also two sort of separate little little ideas. They're two different films. Combined. Yes. And it sucks because, like... When I say the title, I want to shorten it to Distant Voices, but that's technically just the first half of the film. Yes. And, uh, because it's just got a... Which is a lot more focused upon memory within the whole... The whole project is a memory. Yeah. But, like... I mean, shit, dude, both of these are memories. Yeah. But, uh, the first part is focused upon memories within the memories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Distant Voices... Uh, the adult, sh- all right, is really about like uh, mostly about the father. Uh, their memories of their father. Yeah. Memories of the father uh, as they prepare, I guess, for yeah. uh, different voice in their different events in their lives. Yeah, um, as so, well as his death. Yeah, but let's 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 actually let's set up the whole thing. Uh, both films are autobiographical to a certain extent about the filmmaker Terrence Davies. Uh, this film. Uh, Terrence was the last of ten children in his family. Yeah. But in both films, they, like... They the family Yeah, convinced the family heavily. Uh, to, like, a couple of siblings. Yeah. And bo- this one is just three. Two sisters. And- lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two sisters and a, and a son. Yeah. Um, and they, and like both films are, are filmed in like reconstructions of Terrence Davies' childhood home in Liverpool. Yeah. Both are set in Liverpool. Both are uh, very British. Mm-hmm. Uh, both are set in the 50s and 40s. Okay, well. 40s and 50s. Yeah, yeah. Chronologically, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the long day closes is set in just the 50s, but. Yeah. The 40s and 50s for uh, Distant Voices Still Lives. Um, the kids. It's a. The, what is the name of the family in that? Is it, is it the Davies? Davies? Is it's, the Davies? They say Mrs. D. Mrs. and Mr. D. Yep. Um, I, they might say Davies like once, once or twice uh, in the film. It's credited though. They the say Davies in, explicitly Davies. in Wanda Closes. Oh, okay. I remember them saying Davies. Oh, okay. I, they say it a couple of times in Distant Voices. Yeah, his, her friend, Eileen's friend. What's her name? Mickey. Mickey says Mrs. D. Mrs. D. Yeah, and Mr. D. Yeah. And oddly, she has like the most control over Mr. D, over uh, Tommy. I don't think she has most control. Well, she gets him to allow Eileen to do shit more than anyone else. Like, somehow she is the leniency that Tommy has on Eileen. Well, he can't hit her, so... Well, he does. Like, he can't scare, can't scare her that much. No, Eileen. he doesn't hit her. Yeah, Not he Eileen. I'm talking. I'm not talking about Eileen. Oh, he doesn't hit Mickey. Yes. Oh, he can't. Oh, oh, I see what you're. Okay, I'm Jeez. sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I. I yeah. I didn't think yeah. about that long. He's enough. abusive to all three of his children. Yes. He can't <clears throat> hit what? Mickey. Yes. I mean, he's he a, could, but he shouldn't. He's a very abusive better. man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that might that man might have been psychotic. Like there is something up with that dude. Yeah. Um, because he. The we don't. We can't speak for Terrence Davies' actual father, in which the father in this film is based. Yeah, and also Terrence Davies can barely speak for him, considering yeah. he was a distant memory. <clears throat> like he was, not only was he a distant memory, I meant like he died when he was six. Yeah, he. And what's crazy is like his memory of him is violent. Yeah, which is like, bruh. Like when I think of my earliest memory, like God damn, could you imagine? No, like that's your earliest memory of your father is just violence, and that's your only real memory. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, but good for him that he didn't have to endure some of the shit that we get uh, shown in these films. Yeah. Cause I'm like, not getting into my personal life, but... Yeah. You know. Yeah. I've seen some things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but... The fuck... Okay. It's set... It... What are the, what are the family... The kids' names? So Eileen? Eileen, Tony, and Maisie. 
Yeah. We don't get... I, I feel like Maisie's short for something, but we don't I think get, it's just Macy. Okay. Macy is literally oh. just a regular <clears throat> British girl name. But, uh, I'm, I'm putting so much emphasis on the S... I don't think, like, whenever I think of Maisie, Macy, yeah. I think M-A-C-Y, and that's it. Uh, it. It's just the different spelling of Macy. Yeah, it's just Macy. Yeah, yeah. It, okay, okay. I've been saying Maisie, like Maisel. You know a little squirrel-looking girl from Game of Thrones? No. Who grew up on the show? No. Her name is Macy. <laughs> huh. Just Macy. In the show? Or no, in, in real life? life. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? No, I, I, dude, I've watched, like, half a season of Game of Thrones. Let me show you. Collective. I think her name is Macy Williams, I think. Okay. You know Haley Williams left uh, Paramore? What? Uh, I saw that on the internet. I think you're wrong. I haven't heard about any of this. Black people would have told me if this is true. <laughs> I have I have seen a few TikToks of black people really enjoying Paramore. Yeah. Like, talking about it. It's fun. No, uh, I'm, I'm, there's nothing of this sort here. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Where'd you get this? It was a YouTube uh, headline. Yeah, from nope. a short that I didn't watch. I literally would not trust it. What the uh, fuck? <laughs> hey, hey, you get your news from select sources on Twitter. I get my news sources from very unreliable, yeah, you, and you misunderstood don't confirm, things. You don't confirm any of your sources. You don't confirm shit, man. You know what's crazy, though? The amount of research I do on shit that does not matter. Uh, it's great, man. Um, um, let me find it. Uh, if I could go back in time, I'd figure out what the fuck happened to my brain. Um, and hopefully, like, try to get my past well, self. Well, didn't you say there was, parents. like, 500? You hit, you had, like, a bunch of concussions as a kid? I didn't have 500. I wouldn't be alive. <laughs> if you had 500 concussions, you That's just one of my general. It's one of my general fucking generalization uh, terms. I just say 500 yeah, immediately. I, uh, I've probably had in, in upwards of 10, maybe into the teens... Oh, uh, okay. I recognize her as the actress outside of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen her in anything else. I uh, I think I've seen her appear on stuff. Uh, yeah, she was uh, <clears throat> she was Arya Stark. Okay. This character. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. She just looks really young. In, yeah. this, in the episodes I saw of her, she was, like, that age. She grew up on the show. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. She's, like, uh... I saw her, like, fight her dad. She's my age. And then, like, no shit? train. Oh, yeah, training. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, her dad was, was a good guy. Yeah, her dad show. was a good guy. Yeah. One of the few, her, like, not... Her dad doesn't simply walk into Mordor. Not one of the... Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, Sean that's Williams, yeah. That's all I got. Sean Bean, sorry. Sean, Sean Bean? Yeah, not Sean Williams' guy. <laughs> Stifler in Game of Thrones. <laughs> what if Stifler was in Game of Thrones? What if Stifler had a, a better acting career and wasn't just known as Stifler? He had other jobs. He had other roles. He's a good actor. All right, man. Chill out. I'm Sean Williams guy. Okay. I don't <laughs> doubt it, to be honest with you. I just... He always played sort of silly stuff. That yeah. I saw him in. Yeah. I saw him in that rock movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. Which is pretty good. For what it is. Yeah. He got buff for that. Yeah. I also get Sean Williams, Scott, and Sugar Ray confused. Because of the way that... Yeah. The dude from Sugar Ray? Yeah. Sean Williams Scott's probably <clears throat> a better person. Oh, for sure. He's a better person. He also hey. played uh, Country Mac. On that episode of uh, It's Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Didn't he? Um, <laughs> real quick, this is my last aside. I'm going to try and stay tight. Uh, what? <laughs> I just, I actually, earlier today, I heard the, uh, what they sampled for that uh, Sugar Ray song. 
I don't know any songs by Sugar uh, Ray. I just want to fly. I heard the I heard the song that they sampled for that. I'm sorry. Or they ripped it off. I don't know which is which, but I literally can. I do not recall. Yeah, dude, you're different. better off for it. Um, I hate that it's in my memory. Yeah, but I don't. It's like Buck Cherry. Like I've never heard that shit in my life. You've heard one song by Buck Cherry. Yeah. Um, All right, let's get back to the movie. Um, yeah, we see them as adults, and we also get lots of flashbacks of them as children. Yes, a lot of flashbacks to their father. Uh, being uh, mostly abusive. Yeah, mostly abusive. Sometimes uh, physically, a lot of verbally. We get a couple. Uh, see him beat Macy. Yeah. The only one who misses him explicitly is Eileen. Yeah. She misses him on her wedding day. Yeah. Which is interesting because she's the one who ends up repeating the cycle. Yep. Um, which I find interesting. Like. I do wonder what her life would have been like had her father not died before her wedding. Yeah. Because, like, I imagine him, although being uh, no, a piece of shit... No, I imagine what her life would be like if her father wasn't abusive. It's like, yeah. maybe she wouldn't have repeated the... Well, no, I'm, I'm, what I'm asking, or what I'm thinking about is, like, how do you think he would have reacted if she... If he if found she, out that she, yeah, her husband... Yeah. That uh, her daughter... Her daughter, daughter was getting beat by her husband. Because he would either tell her to... Uh, he would say it's none of my business. Yeah. Because he's a piece of shit. Or he would beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Um, but we, we, don't, we know. don't know. We can't speak on that. Um, we do get a couple of instances Also, where... do we know that he's physically abusing her? So, uh, we get... <clears throat> he only we... hits her once in the film. And it's during the flashback where the blitz is happening. And they're yeah. uh, the kids were out playing yeah. or whatever, and they call the sirens, and the kids aren't home immediately. And out of uh, fucked up brain shit and abuse and worry, he slaps the shit out of Eileen when they show yeah. up. Um, like, where the hell were you all? Yeah. Um, and he slaps her, and that's the only time we see Eileen get hit. For yeah. the most part, I'm, I was actually talking about her husband, Eileen's <laughs> husband. We know, we know he's he, a, a dick. He threatens. Yeah. Uh, and we get him... We know he's verbally her. abusive. Yes. Okay, okay. I misunderstood. Yeah. I thought we were still on her dad. No. Okay. Um, I do want to say, though, uh, Tommy, the father, uh, we do get a couple of instances of uh, sweetness um, and love from him Yeah. Uh, towards his kids. And, uh, well, we get one scene of sweetness towards his kids. And During Christmas get, time. And then we get another more humanizing thing that I think, um, so. I imagine that Eileen was, Eileen was probably his favorite and the only one he was, the one he was the least abusive to. Is yeah, that and I imagine, to me? I imagine Macy, he looks at it as a mistake. Because she's the youngest. At least seemingly. I have no idea. Okay. He said you're just like your aunt or like something went before he beats her. Yeah. That's all I recall. Um, so... There's a, uh, is it okay if I just like talk about the scene entirely? What scene? Um, where we see Tommy singing in the horse stable. Yeah. Because that, because um, I mean everything, again, it's a loose narrative here where we're interpreting the lives of these people through memories, yeah. through recollections. Yeah. Um, 
and well through what we can assume are recollections um <clears throat> there's a instance where uh the kids know the dad's out grooming the horse in the stable and they all sneak up into uh the loft of the barn i guess i don't know how those things work i was raised in the city uh well suburbs and uh they all peek and it seemed like they were sneaking in to hear him sing like oh yeah. my god dad's singing we yeah. never hear him express any sort of joy yeah um so they watch their dad sing and it's kind of a it's a what i'm assuming is to be a humanizing sort of element for him um you see that he's not all terror yeah um i mean he is though because he I, I feel like he's only singing in the stable because no one's there yeah and that's the only time you would ever see him do that yeah um, I know things are way... I, I know that, like, masculinity in the UK is a little... It was, like... They emoted a little bit later than the American men. Like, I, I felt like it wasn't... It's... <clears throat> you've, you've heard the British stiff upper lip. Yeah, they just don't show emotion. Well, he shows emotion. Just anger. Yeah. I don't know if that's even, like, applies to these characters, really. These are lower-class characters. What do you mean? It's a working class character. So I don't know if the stiff upper lip applies to them particularly. Oh, like like the like when stiff I think of a stiff upper lip, I think of a, of like posh characters, higher class characters. Not showing any. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. I think I think it is masculinity shit. Yeah. There's a reason why he's like this. So so I think the I, the idea that you uh, need to control your wife, control your family, is masculinity shit, yeah. and that it's none of your business. It's the husband's matter. Yeah. Uh, what he, how he talks to his wife, how he treats his family. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which uh, I will say, distant voices still lives to a bigger extent um, than the long day closes. Um, really hit home for me. I uh, kind of not so much my own upbringing, but like what I know of my parents' upbringing, because um, it was in the same similar time. Um, I mean, it's a decade uh, removed, but um, my, my parents' raising was. Yeah. So uh, the... Upbringing. <laughs> the uh, traditionalist, like, 50 stuff. Um, and you have some more nuances, because my dad, my grandfather was a young parent. Um, and, yeah, but, I mean, it's American, too. But, um, I don't know. It, it kind of the traditionalism, the the owning of your life type of shit, um, really. I, I just saw the connection for my upbringing to it. Yeah. Um, I had also, you know, the uh, Tommy, the father, dies. I recently had a death in my family, which made me think about, uh, you know, uh, older section of my family. Um, I had to think about, you know, her upbringing. My aunt who passed, and um, it just like it had been a minute since I thought about like how my grandparents were raised, yeah, um, and how that impacted my parents. Uh, I'm getting older now; I'm in almost thirty, uh, and I'm coming to grips with how my feelings and uh, interactions with my parents have changed. Yeah, and <clears throat> I'm more and more seeing them as people. Not so much, you know, the yeah. ones who raised you. Um, and you start to kind of, I don't know. You want to relate to it and you want to understand things more. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I know that barely makes any sense. Um, no, I have to... You know, I've, I've treated my parents... It's easier to treat your parents like people when you have money. But like... Yeah, yeah. When you're not under them, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's been the biggest thing, was getting out of my parents' house. Yeah. That made me... That changed my interactions with my yeah. parents almost I am, I'm going to a bout of unemployment, so I am I'm so ready to get money so I can go back to being... Uh, distant from my parents, <laughs> like I like to be. Yeah. Instead of having to speak to them consistently. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sucks. Sorry. Like no, I, I'm, I am. I really. My pa- <laughs> My patience is. Yeah. Pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> and you're already frustrated in more than uh, enough yeah. ways beyond your parents. Yeah. In the first place. Yeah. Uh, it's reasonable and it's completely expected. Yeah. Um, um. Let's talk about the elements of this movie. Alright, let's talk about the marriages of mate of Tony and Macy. Uh, Tony and Macy have uh, marriages that are not like her parents. Yeah. Macy seems to be in a loving relationship with her husband. Well, I, I, we don't really get much. Yeah, it's focused... Okay, I know. Okay, It's okay, focused okay. mainly on Eileen. But it does seem like, from what we see of Macy's relationship with her husband, that it's a happy marriage. <laughs> I'm talking about Tony. We don't get much Tony's relationship. Yeah, I know. So, but we, it but does. It also right. seems happy, happier. It seems, yeah, it definitely seems happier. Um, Eileen and her husband, whatever his name is, do you, do you have his name? Her, her husband's name, Eileen's husband's name is, uh, I believe, Dave. Give me one second. I had to, I did have to like retroactively add that. Um, there was a period where I thought both. Uh, uh, both Eileen and Maisie had uh, uh, Ted was their husband's names, um, but that's not even that's that's fucking Eileen's friend's name, uh, husband's name. I don't understand. Eileen's friend Mickey and her friend Jingle. It's Dave. Yeah. It's Dave. Yeah. It's Eileen's husband's name, uh, and it's uh, shit. Who? What's a uh, what's Maisie's husband's name? Uh. I gotta get better at like structuring my notes, man. Yeah, no, I don't think I could even. I can't read them in the first place. I can't read your handwriting yeah. for them, but I also can't. Well, I have to like write quickly. Yeah. Um, but I I can read it for the most part. Every once in a while, I fuck up and can't read my own handwriting, but you know. Um. Uh, the, the Macy's husband. Damn. It's not uh John, is it? Fuck. Um. I just read a review of this one that said it somewhere. Damn. Sorry, guys. We also get, uh, we also see, but the film's actually mainly told to the point of view of Eileen, really. <clears throat> I would say. Uh, I, yeah, you could say that. I projected everything onto, uh, Tony, knowing that that's the, you know, probably the closest thing to the director. Yeah. Uh, which even I would in, say Eileen gets the most focus. I would say the women get the most mm-hmm. focus, but oh, especially Eileen. For sure get the most focus. Um, Eileen has... Two friends, uh, Mickey and Jingle. Yeah. She's, uh, <clears throat> childhood friends that she's still friends with well into her adulthood, um, who also get married... Um, yeah, Jingle, uh, Jingle's 
husband Ted is uh, kind of very visibly abusive to her. Yeah. Uh, in public, not in public. Screaming at her. Uh, yeah. Making her uh, leave when he wants to. Um, Doesn't allow her to see her friends all that much. No. Um, and then Mickey got married to a guy who used to flirt casually with her. Yeah. And they have sort of a weirdly, com- playfully combative yeah, relationship. They have, I feel like that is like, uh, is that sort of a British thing? Like just bickering between the husband and wife like that? Or is that, that's, that's pretty evergreen. Yeah. Um, dude, I, ha- I thought I had it written. I do not have it written. I've read I mean, the playful notes. bickering, I just imagine, is just like certain couples fucking dynamic yeah they just give each other shit a little yeah. bit it's just a fun little who can be funny um or that's kind of how they communicate Mickey rules though yeah Mickey's my favorite character she bops that girl in the head for claiming that she farts he bops Jingles in the head on a trip oh it was Jingles, it was Jingles. okay alright they went on they a camp talk- they went on a camping trip mm-hmm. not a camping trip they seem to be at a beach she set up a tent at a beach, is what it looks like. It looked like they were camping, because, like, where else would she have farted in the tent? Like, It looks like they're on a beach, though. Yeah, maybe they camped on a beach. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel like it was camping. <laughs> on right. a beach. Yeah. People camp on beaches. Okay. Jingles says <laughs> that uh, Mickey farted in the tent. So I didn't fart, and she uh, bops her in the head with a mallet. Yeah, the the tent building mallet. She fell over, which yeah. you can't do because I could kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, no, wooden mallet will yeah. like, fuck you up, man. Yeah, I mean, like uh, straight to the head, and she didn't even see where she hit her on the head. Yeah, uh, yeah, you could kill your friend that way. Yeah, uh, hit him in the temple real hard. There's a lot of singing in this movie. There's a lot of music and, and singing in both films. Yeah, a lot more songs being played <clears throat> in the long day closes than sung for sure. There's a lot of a lot a more communal lot singing. singing, like a lot of communal singing in Distant Voices Still Lives. And I guess that's like uh, I can't find the husband's names. Isn't there a uh, there on the Wikipedia other than Ted? Uh, there's a thing going on on uh, TikTok right now where uh, I guess it's like black people at pubs singing that uh, white rapper. Yeah. Uh, British white rappers yes. song. Yes. Um, it, I guess like pub singing and stuff is a British thing. It is a thing. Because like I've never been out and seen. No. Yeah. Singing at a pub is, is a normal thing over yeah. there. But um, <clears throat> I, I think it was a parody of like a certain type of white working class guy. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. 
like not the song the song is just like that guy's a white white man a white British man rapping yeah the British rap tradition is black yeah. people mainly yeah and uh but like the, the fact that the song is so identifiably a, cer- a certain they call him Chava mm-hmm. certain type of working class British white man mm-hmm. it's like it's what it's, it's identifiably that <laughs> I, and that's what it's kind of like them kind of making fun of that. Can I say that... Or like the accent he has and everything. That, is it fair to say that like the American Parallel is like a, a monster energy Kyle? It's what it says, unruly youth, disobedient child, or teenager. So maybe? Yeah. Like, uh, it's it's like a poor... It's like a poor... Like, it's part of like Chav culture. Chav culture. It's like, it's like redneck... Okay. It's like wigger. It's like redneck, redneck rigger type of thing. Like, okay. Yeah. It's like it. It was a whole trend in the two thousands. It's like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was here too. For like, they call him like roadman now, but like I think that's usually applied to black people. When I think of chav. I am thinking mainly of white people. Mm-hmm. I think of the word chav. Uh, like, yeah. Like a lower class, antisocial lower class <laughs> youth dressed in sportswear. That's how they usually describe them. Just a rowdy pub boy. Yeah. A in the hand boy. motion, not a pub boy. <laughs> they they drink. Yeah. Everybody drinks. Yeah. In Britain, I guess. Uh, so everyone's a pub boy. The hand motion, like that finger thing you see him doing. Mm-hmm. Well, that, all that, that, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Like pointing towards your friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> also the fashion brand Burberry which is an old stereotype associated with it used mm-hmm. to be a big part of it oh, okay. just dressed in a head to tail Burberry like this guy in the middle of this photo we're looking uh, at okay. here you can't see it but they're <laughs> looking yeah. at a photo uh, yeah. it's the the, um, the beige plaid yeah um, which I associate with skirts yeah particularly yeah. during fall um, yeah, Burberry was the. Mm-hmm. It it actually like brought down uh like Burberry's like uh oh value yeah <laughs> oh like the, the amount fact. they were buying it hell yeah. yeah yeah fuck that shit uh um I, I like watching traditions get ruined by the people who create them um like <clears throat> people who that create them what? Burberry is um. A very traditional, like, formal wear company. Yeah. And I'm saying that, like, the white people that once pined after Burberry ruined Burberry. Yeah. And I love that. Okay. I like that shit. All right. I like when, like, especially because it's, like, a more of a poor thing. Yeah. I love when, like, poor people take over rich people's shit. Yeah. And that's why I like, uh... For the rich people. It's like, um... Polo. Yeah, uh, I like Polo and Polo. Ralph Lauren, yeah. Assassin. Because uh, that's a that's a sub-brand. What's the one with the teddy bears on it? Fuck. I don't know what you're... Uh, that's actually... That's that's also Polo. Oh, uh, yeah. That's also... That's a different era of Polo. Yeah, they don't do those anymore. Yeah, they don't do those anymore. See either. the horses now. Oh, yeah. Well, they also have... They read. They do them every once in a while. They bring back the, the bears. Um, but they also had boats. Yeah. Boats were before us too. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, they there's a lot of scenes of them in the pub singing folk songs, singing mm-hmm. folk and pop songs at a time. 
And, uh, that's so weird to me. I guess, like, did they just not play music in the pubs? They just like to sing them. Oh, it's part of communal singing. I know you don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but people do do the thing communally. Um, I imagine that's Is this like, that alien to you? <laughs> Have you a bunch of people singing together? <laughs> we used to make fun of the theater kids. I was... I did theater. I know. So I was, no, it's not I weird for me a, to do theater. I just wanted to bag on it for a second. Uh, but no, I, I understand it. Yeah. I haven't burst into a song like that since I was a child in the lunchroom in, like, middle school. Mm-hmm. Um... Because we would do that every once in a while. Yeah. Somebody started, uh, somebody hit the table, and it sounded like, we will rock you, and everybody just joined it. Yeah. Uh, and then we got in trouble. And then, now you're just, now you, you're too self-conscious to... Yeah, <laughs> you know oh, yeah, saying. dude, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching, uh, if you listen to the past, like, five shows, I've been listening, I've been watching the fucking Chris Gethard show. Um, over again yeah. and uh, I'm watching those live music acts yeah. and like all the nerds dancing yeah. all the freaks dancing and I'm like yo how they freak why they go from nerds <laughs> to freaks I know, <laughs> I know they're my people though yeah. that's cool I can say it losers of the new nerd uh, <laughs> I could do that all day uh, they lose well uh, <laughs> I'm gonna stop but uh, like I'm watching that and I'm like damn man I don't even know if in this group of weirdos I would feel comfortable dancing unless I was intoxicated. Like, like, dude, like, I've only danced at a club once. You gotta fight through it, man. I know. I don't, bro, I danced at a club. singing is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Singing a pop song. Yeah. Folk song, whatever it is. Yeah, I get it. It's fun. I fucking get it. It's fun to sing. It's like singing with your friend. Yeah. It makes sense. But, like, I just, man... Again, dude, I've had I've been out to a club once and danced. Yeah, I've been to clubs multiple times, but I've only danced once, and uh, it was against my will at first. And then I had another drink, and uh, I just caved. Yeah, and I started, and I don't. And nobody, nobody made fun of me. Yeah, at least, um, at least to my face. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't think I'm a horrible dancer necessarily. No, no, it's like, he's cool. He's cool. <laughs> It's the other he's cool. one. He's cool. It was the <laughs> bruh, the other one would try and get on top of the TV. Yeah. He's just going back there to like get to the window. Ah. That's his whole goal. Oh. He doesn't give a shit about standing on the TV. The yeah. other one just wanted to fucking climb up on the TV, man. Yeah. Little little ass. Uh Alright. So, um But the movie yeah, that movie. Um, this voice still lies has a feeling of a memory just throughout its entire thing. Yeah. Let's talk about the way it's filmed. You, you... <clears throat> um, so there's a bunch of lovely shots. Um, I, I spoke with Javon off mic about uh, what drew me in was the initial shot when we enter the house uh, yeah. from uh, from the pouring rain. We're looking at um, the stairs, and we get a hundred and eighty degree pan uh, around the corner. Um, and oh my god, dude, just like you sit there in that still life image, and then all of a sudden you're just transported. Yeah, uh, it's just lovely. A um, lot of uh, uh, the, the title, Still Lives, yeah, um, also is in reference to the s- still shots that they do, um, but that, also these stuck lives, yeah, these yeah. lives that are remaining. Yeah. Pretty much the same yeah. and repeating. Yeah. You know. Cycle repeats. Um, 
abusive husband, bunch of kids, family. Also, both of these films have apparently uh, like muted tones and uh, different sort of filtering processes and different uh, ex- well, not exposure, but like different film processing uh, to give it the tone that it has. And oh my god, these are both beautiful. Yeah, very British looking films to yep. me. I don't have uh, I don't have the knowledge base to describe what I mean by a British film just yet. Yeah, um, but it does. Uh, it I think that like Naked kind of looks like these films. Um, there's a darkness to it. Granted, it is the UK, so it's cloudy and raining most of the time. Um, which adds to it, but I there is just a distinctly sort of, and it feels like just a commentary on, um, <clears throat> you know, times have changed. Yeah. Uh, but he, like both films, acknowledge that things are probably better than they were then. Yeah. But of course, he can't help but like look back and have some parts that he enjoyed, as well as the bad parts. Distant Voices Still Lies focuses a, a lot on the negative elements a lot more than Blonde Closes. Yeah, that's for um, sure. Though there are some elements of the of the bad parts. Yeah, like it's a scene in Blonde Closes where a black man comes and is looking for a house. Yeah, and he comes in uh, looking for the baby's house, address. and they live on uh, Tim Kensington Road. Yeah, Kensington Street yeah. is where they live. Okay. But he's trying to get to Kensington Road. Yeah. Uh, which is like not it's close. Yeah. But like not where it, where he is. Yeah. Um, and it's just kinda confusing. Makes total sense that he just wound up there. Yeah. Like it's a normal thing to do. And when he's and when um <clears throat> Bud? Yeah. Little little Terrence Davies, really. Little Terrence Davies. Scared uh, sees him and gets startled by him, but he's real he's you know, probably racism. To some extent. But Top he, racism skit. No, yeah. To, to be scared. Well, of he also is running into the room. Yeah. And there's a man standing at his door he didn't expect to be there. Yeah. So, like... It's probably racism still. Yeah. Like, and then the rest of his family comes out and they're, like, berating the man well, uh, for merely existing. They ha- they, they're not really... Well, they, they're aggressively... He tells them the situation, they and they aggressively answer. Yeah, clearly because they just want the man gone. Yeah, not because he's a stranger, but because specifically because he's black as well. And they're just scared. Yeah, it's like a it's like a ghost. Yeah, they're like, which is I I don't know, man. That's how racism works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep seated irrational fear, but uh, yeah, but for the most part, the uh, long day closes is. Well, actually, let's let's uh, review. Let's get out our, our reviews of. Uh... Um, I <clears throat> fuck. Let's see, dude. Honestly, distant voices still lives. I'm gonna give distant voices still lives a five out of five. Yeah, that uh, I love films that show you an image. That evokes an, um, an emotion. Yeah. And and by an image, I mean a setting. I mean nothing going on on the screen and just the ambient noise and the way it's shot gives you a slightly nostalgic, uh, but also these times were bad. 
these these there were hard issues here, and there's a overwhelming sort of uh, bleakness. Yeah. Uh, I guess retrospectively to um, you know their lives and what what's become of their lives, there is sort of a grief uh, yeah. in the way this is shot. There's a uh, again, it's a gorgeous film, so many lovely shots, uh, and just beautiful camera work. Um, I noticed on this, uh, you don't you don't get a lot of human zooms anymore. You don't get a whole lot of uh, sort of uh, what's it called? Not a pan, but a uh, like on the uh, on the z axis. What is that called? I don't know. Like if I take a camera and I go forward in the room. Do you know what that's called? Off the top of your head? No. Um, but shots like that, um, where you feel the cameras in someone's hand, and it's sort of a little shaky, but it's not bad in any sort of way. There's a... Um, I, I felt really like I was in the world. Um, like I was in the 50s, and I, I could feel uh, the nostalgia, and I could feel the recollection of Davies. I also feel that maybe I didn't know whether to project Davies into Tony entirely or if Tony may have been based off of one of his older siblings. I think it's probably based off one of his older siblings. Because <clears throat> like, we don't get anything in Tony uh, about questioning of sexuality. It seems I, very heavy. I don't think Tony's based on Davies. Okay. I think it's based on his siblings. Okay. I mean, yes, obviously the setting, the situation based on his family but I don't think there's any character okay. that it's explicitly supposed to be him okay. I think Tony is just supposed to be like one of his older siblings okay. the soldier aspect and the married yeah. aspect yeah. That, that would make sense as to when yeah. Davies was born he wouldn't have been in the war he yeah. wouldn't have been drafted no. um, he also okay. wouldn't have been an adult in the 50s as we know from Long Day Closes when he was 11 yeah, years old point, yeah. um, he was the boomer yeah um so I will give this one five stars as well. I really love this. I, I it's beautiful, it. visually, um, sonically. I love a film that uh, just just pure visuals alone give me a feeling. Like, yeah. oh my god. Also, I love how British it is. Yeah, it is very British. The musical, the musicality, the Liverpool accent, yeah. and everything. Um, Tara, I didn't know that, yeah, was, a, I didn't know that was a goodbye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Never heard that before. It took me, like, two instances for me to be like, oh, okay, that's a thing. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was, like, a like a fuck-off at first. Frig-off is what they were saying. Oh, frig-off. Yeah, they do say yeah. frig. They uh, say fuck in the movie as well. But they yeah, but say they don't say fuck-off. They only say frig-off. Yeah. Weird. Uh, Tarah seems like a, a yeah. sort of... Sounds like hurrah. does, but yeah. I think Tarah just kind of gives me, like, a... Uh, Ta-da! <laughs> uh, I don't know. Gives All I can say is fuck off, which isn't... I don't know how else to phrase it. Tara gives me... Sounds like fuck off to you? It, it sounds like, like fuck, fuck off, off in tone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some way. I can hear it. Yeah. A little Tara to you. Tara. Tara. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever will be, will be. Yeah, Sarah, uh, Sarah. Yeah. K, uh, Sarah, Sarah. Yeah. All right, now we are covering The Lawn They Closed is from 1992, a film that is very different from Distant Voice of Still Lies, but it, of course is... Same feeling. Yeah, same feeling. <clears throat> um, without the... Trump. The ache, aching, like... Without the sadness... Yeah. 
without the uh, um, it's not as dark it's not as dark it's not as and there's really no narrative here <clears throat> no there is it just seems to be a bunch of memories in the year yeah in one particular year of his in, life in the year in the life of uh, a few maybe a couple I think it's supposed to be 11 years old okay what it says on the right. on the descriptions 11 year old bud which is Tyrion's yeah uh, it's interesting like I I I respect still the Davies family though <laughs> yeah I respect in one way that he changed the names yeah. each time but like also kind of would be easier if he didn't but I guess this is a different Davies family yeah entirely because they, they, seem to, they li- seem to live in the same house though <clears throat> yeah the yeah. same model same house but like different appliances different uh, yeah. carpet no pub scenes well, pub scenes? well uh, like maybe loosely, but like it's mainly uh, houses. Yeah, yeah. It's houses well, in it's, a school. School. It's a it's house of school church. Bud's eleven years old. So. And cinema. Yeah. In uh, theme park. Theme <laughs> park. Fair. We go to a fair. Yeah, it was a fair. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fair. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Not theme park, but fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, carny shit. Get carnival. It. Um, <laughs> you mean carnival? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. thinking of the, the the weird show we were talking about earlier. That, uh, off mic. Um, that yeah. I think is why I said carny shit. Uh, um, so, this definitely does have... Uh, I, I want to say, like, maybe less traumatic, in a sense. It's less uh, physical, no, physical like violence. Literally enough, like, post-dad. There's no yeah, dad in here. post-dad. He's 11. Yeah. Because uh, Terrence said his father died when he was six. So, you know, he's about five years removed from it. Yeah. Everybody's kind of come to grips. He has seems. three siblings in this. Mm-hmm. Three older siblings that still live at home. <clears throat> uh, it's um, John, Kevin, and Tish. Yeah. Which so I spell like five different ways. Two brothers and one sister. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really see much of a difference between the brothers. What, personality-wise? Yeah. They kind of just both exist. Uh, yeah. Kind of stand-ins for one another. Like, you could replace them uh, throughout the film with one another, and it's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, but I feel like the only character for really any personality we really get a link into is yeah. Bud. Yeah. Because it's about him. We don't really get... We know Bud likes to go to the theater. Yeah. Which, you know... Is relative to Terrence Davies' Who became a filmmaker. Appreciation. And the movie the features uh, on the soundtrack... Film dialogue, yeah, from films of the period that he saw mm-hmm. as a kid. We, we assume he's probably seen some of these movies at certain points, so we, you know, yeah, we can imagine. Well, yeah. he name drops a handful of films, yeah, uh, that he's going to see. Yeah, uh, he is a lonely uh, kid. Yeah, but everybody knows he loves movies. Yeah. That's where they expect him to be. Yeah, uh, that's what he does in his spare time. Yeah, uh, which is telling and lovely, and it's. I think everybody can relate to that feeling of finding something that gives you solace. Yeah. Uh, and um, it, it's, I think it's always kind of fun to watch a film about a filmmaker and their enjoyment of film. Yeah. Um, but, Second time we've done this since. Yeah. Uh, since the Fablemans. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, Which still stands high on my uh, favorite Spielbergs. Yeah. Uh, it, at this point, it is still my favorite Spielberg, I will say. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. Jump. It's such an established style yeah. by that point that yeah. it's kind of clearly his last movie. Yeah, Spielberg is such a progressive filmmaker. Like, uh, when I say progressive, I mean like 
you can see there's a like, clear revolution. Yeah, there's a he's clear built, revolution. He's built. He's built. Yes. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, so, like you can see it with most people, most directors. You can see progression. Yeah. But like, his progresses like to such a new level, um, yeah. which is crazy given some of the shit that he's done. It's yeah. Wild how much he achieved. Uh, but we're not talking about that. Uh, so we get, you know, some, uh, glimpses into the school life. We get some glimpses into, you know, the early experiences of Davy's sexuality. Um. He lives in, like, a small, small, like, uh, British, he lives in Liverpool. Yeah. Which isn't London. Because no other place in England is like London, which is the big city. Mm -hmm. of. So everything, every other place is provincial. Every <clears throat> other place is, might as well be the back. Might as well be, like, the country. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of seems that way. They have fires out in the street. They had a... Yeah. I guess it makes sense that they had a horse uh, in Distant Voices Still Lives. Yeah. Uh, given their location. So... Um... Um... Like, I, and this... Um, I was reminded of the Smith song, The Headmaster Ritual, with when we see the school scenes. And uh -huh. We see how authoritarian their teacher is, who whips <clears throat> them on the arms and shit. Yeah, like first day of and class. And their headmaster, head he seems to go to a all boys Catholic school. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you know, probably to this day, fuckers are getting hit. Yeah. Uh, with rulers or switches. And God didn't go to fucking Catholic school. Like or a, a singular gender school. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, uh, be lucky that you didn't go to a public school where they separated you by gender. Yeah. Um, that was uh, the other middle school mm -hmm. in uh, my hometown. And Jeff. Really? Yeah. Uh, part of you, it was... So, did you have teams? Like, did you have, like, uh, you were on a particular team, which was, like, a group of teachers? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <clears throat> sort of sectioned off. No. In middle school. No. Oh, okay. You just had, was it like structured like high school? What or do you like, mean? Like, did you have one teacher in middle school? No. You just had various... Yeah, various throughout the day. But like... Periods. But there wasn't like, like we had uh, three separate teams in my middle school and you had, uh, those teams had the same English, math, and science and history teachers. I think that was in mid I, I think that's like elementary school is what I can recall. I don't recall that being the way it was in middle school. Because like in elementary school, except for like a couple grades, it was the same teacher year round, or for everything. And then for me, fourth and fifth grade, we would go to different classes to learn different subjects. Yeah, fourth and fifth grade. And then uh, middle school, it was everybody in your team had the same teachers but there were two other teams. I don't remember teams. Okay. Yeah. Probably, uh, maybe just because my middle school was bigger. What um, was your middle school? River Valley. <clears throat> I went to Hazelwood. Middle school? There's a Hazelwood middle school? Yeah. It was right next to New Albany High School. Ah, okay. 
I feel like it maybe was just smaller, like less kids, because that was the reason they had. I mean, they had, you know, three, three teachers of each subject in each grade. I don't know. You don't. Do you even know what Hazelwood Mm-mm. looks like? Uh, well, if it's like right next door, then yeah. Because I know what New Albany High School looks like. It looks like all the uh, school the kids in the '80s movies got out of. What do you mean? Like they had the big stairs and everything out front, and has like a decent campus. Yeah. All of my fucking uh, schools were just like a parking lot, uh, type thing. They didn't really have a campus. Um, it had a campus. So, uh, uh, so at the other middle school in Jeff, you had uh, you had a boys team, a girls team. And then the co-ed team was the advanced class. Okay, yeah. No, I've been there. Yeah. Um, there, there's some, uh, like, skate spots behind it. Um, and you had, like, it was only the advanced placement kids that were in co-ed. Mm-hmm. Um, which was good and bad. I think it was, like, a, an experiment by, like, the county. Because yes. the my middle school it was in it was all co-ed, you just had it separated by teams and they were I was on sort of the advanced team, um, and they were kind of all structured that way. Yeah. Uh, so like, one team was kind of you know middle of the road and the other was a little bit like uh, behind in a way. Yeah, I don't recall any of it. We oh. didn't do this. Oh, okay. No. Um, but uh, yeah, he was. Uh, it's um. That's probably part of the daily life of our main character. That's probably the harshest shit he went through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I Other mean, than his, like, general loneliness. He got bullied yeah. by, like, three kids homophobically. Yeah. Who were also kind of his mates. Like, they were kind of his... We didn't see him hang out with them. Yeah, they hung out with them in a, like, a, a mm-hmm. auditorium setting. They didn't. They sat around him. Oh. They didn't hang out oh, with so him. Oh, so they were just kind of bullying him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I misinterpreted that then. Yeah, he hung out with Albie. Yeah, okay. That was the only kid the interactions with were pleasant. So yeah. Yeah, okay. Otherwise, he hung out with his family. Yeah, his he hung siblings. out with his mom. Yeah. Mainly his mom and his sister Tish. Yeah. Who would take him to movies and shit. Yeah. His his brothers were too busy trying to get laid. As they, as they are. I don't think his brothers are like... Brothers aren't bad figures. No, they're not. They're not mean either. They just they just have other things going on. Yeah. And they don't hang out with him as much as Tish and his mom. Yeah. Um, and his mother, of course, is going to hang out with the yeah. baby. Yeah. Uh, and um, we also see her hang out with her friend. What's her name? Did you, did you get their names? That one couple? Uh, I did actually. Uh, let me see here. Uh, it's Edna and Curly. Is it really Curly? Curly, yeah. It may not, they may reference Curly having another name, but they call him Curly. Like, Edna may call him something else, but his name's Curly. The guy doing the impressions and the singing yeah. and stuff, yeah, that's Curly. Um, who was a constantly complaining housewife. <clears throat> yeah. Who, uh, he's got a goofy husband. Yeah. Who likes to sing and do impressions of, like, movie celebrities. <clears throat> kind of a, uh... Who she constantly complains about. Yeah, it's kind of... In a clearly joking fashion. Yeah. yeah. It's it's sort of a aged up Mickey and her husband from Distant Voices Still Lives. 
Yeah. The friend Mickey. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of similar. One of those dynamics. Yeah. Yeah, which is fun. Uh, I, I do like Davies does put like some bit of comic relief in yeah. through those characters. Yeah. Um, which is is definitely uh, welcome. Um, I really liked. Uh, I mean, there's multiple shots I liked here. Uh, I noted these in particular. Um, so there's a, a moment where it's one of the first scenes we see of Bud in class, and it's when he has the daydream about the pirate ship. Yeah. And he's in class, and then all of a sudden the lights dim around him and the spotlight's on him. Um, and as someone who has had a dissociative episode in the middle of a college course uh, on, like, one of the last days where we had to, like, get into groups and I had not spoken to anybody in that class. Uh, and I sat there, had a panic attack, and dissociated so bad that I I felt, saw, and just completely imagined myself falling through the floor into the abyss. Like, the, the floor sunken tiles. <clears throat> the what? The sunken place? From Good Out? No. You haven't seen Good Out. It's been a long time. I saw it in theaters and never again, so I don't remember it super well. That's the in the movie, um, when the mom, the white mother of the white family, <clears throat> she's like hypnotizing him uh, with a, like a cup of tea or whatever. Yeah. She's like, sink, sink. And he falls into like this, uh, what they call a sunken place, which is his mind. Okay. It's kind of trapped within his mind. Okay. So, so they can put a, like a white person's... <clears throat> And consciousness inside of his body. Okay. The takeover of his body, he's just kind of trapped within his mind. Yeah. It's, Some uh, places is sort of black abyss. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Uh, like, I saw the chair and everything fall um, and felt it, like, all of it. Um, and I've never felt anything like that before. Uh, it was, it, that was when I decided to go back to therapy. Uh, that was when shit got too much and I had to go back, and that's when I got medicated. Um, <clears throat> So that that kind of hit me uh, as well as let's see here, uh, the fuck dude. There's a still shot of the rug, and then it sort of rises up and does a slight like clockwise turn, and oh my god, dude, just the lovely shot of this rug. There's a pattern on the rug, so it's like visually interesting when the camera turns. Is that um, like your favorite shot in the movie? <sighs> dude, it might actually be. It's kind of silly, but... What Bobby's trying to say is that he finds the movie visually stunning. Yeah, uh, Long Day Closes and Distant Voices Still Lives are both visually uh, lovely. This one, because of the sort of dreamy nature yeah. of it, the, the you know, haziness of memory, uh, allows it to kind of do, you know, weird transitions. You get uh, the way moments... This, this movie really is an evoker. Yeah. Both for evoke, evoking, but this one does feel like a poem. The way a poem evokes evoking, something. Evoking. Uh, I wish that more people of our generation that are on the internet would learn to use the word evoking. Oh my God. Thank you for that. Because the whole time I've been like trying to come up with another way to say that these films were a vibe. Yeah. They were like heavily vibe based. So aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They are. They are really a vibe. Yeah. Um, they are meant to evoke, and uh, yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, yeah, I uh, 
I, I wonder the life situation is that just like a, a he shows up to school late one day. That's just like recalling get getting lice as a kid, I, and like well, the lice test. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you remember them? We we both went through them. Yeah, I did. I mean, you had lice. <clears throat> I never had lice. But I'm black, so I don't get one. Yeah, I didn't. I, we didn't have lice checks in high school when I got lice. But I remember a lice check in like yeah. early elementary school. Yeah. Um, Do you ever get a scoliosis check? We had scoliosis checks like one random ass day in. Do, uh, do not recall elementary school. Tech, no. I hung out with the school nurse in yeah. elementary school Hello, a lot. Nurse. Uh, her name was ah oh, fuck. What was her name? Was she a knife lady? Yeah, she was a nice lady. She was real short, uh, and she had a. S- Why you? What do you mean you hung out for? I took breathing treatments every day for like four years. I went to the therapist, the school therapist, a lot. Oh, we didn't have a therapist. I did it to no, get out. School I did it to get out of class a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like frequently. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Almost every day. <clears throat> like, would you do like have an outburst to get sent, or could you just go? I would just ask to go. Oh, okay. Be like, yeah, just go. <laughs> we didn't have a fucking therapist, man. Yeah. Um, eventually, we had a counselor who was qualified. Yeah. But we never had a school therapist. Yeah. Um, God damn, dude. My life would have been way different if we had a school therapist. Yeah. Somebody would have intervened. Yeah. And your boy would have been in therapy as a child. I, uh, I had... My parents had a talking to... One of my teachers had to have a talk with my parents because they found uh, I had just started getting into graffiti, and uh, like like in a way where like I didn't realize what it was, yeah. uh, and I had I, I wanted to like make cool little stickers, so I took like post-it notes and like was writing little phrases on them and shit. And, like, you don't have like a concept of like what to do, and like you know graffiti turns like people writing on bathroom stalls and stuff so I had like life sucks where it's spelled like S-U-X and it's like kind of stylized and they had to like have a talk with my parents cause uh like suicide and shit and uh which is really interesting cause my parents were just mad that I did it and didn't show any concern with whether I wanted to kill myself or not which had already been a thought that it went through my mind two grades prior Jesus Christ yeah Man. so uh you know maybe maybe listen when your kids having an next what year crisis. was this uh the year where I was in the grade where I wrote the things in my folder which is what it was in I had post-it notes so on the inside of my was folder was this high school bro this was fourth grade <clears throat> second grade is when I thought about killing myself Jesus not not active let, let me clear that. it wasn't Actively, like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna kill myself, but I wanted to be dead. Yeah, sorry, I dropped some. That whole like uh, wishing you weren't born thing. Yeah, but like, act like a I I wish I was dead. I I hate my life type feeling. Um, and yeah, some somebody should have intervened. Uh, a little better than the ones who did did. Um, all right, so. Yeah. What would you you have any more notes? Oh uh, yeah, let's talk about the use of music. Yeah, the use of music in this movie is very different from *Distant Voices Still Lives*, which consists of a lot of scenes of characters singing mm-hmm. and sing-alongs. There is some sing-along scenes in this, but a lot it less. It wouldn't be Davies if it wasn't. Yeah, and it's mainly a lot of uh, just music played 
yeah over the visuals and a lot of that music is helps to evoke the period yeah Yeah, it's either pop music at the time or it's from a movie as well yeah like from a musical in a movie um or a musical number in a movie and uh there's also just movie dialogue you you said that earlier but um as well as quotes even some of the visuals of the movie are just abstract like just they evoke memories as they seem like Sometimes when you memorize things, you can't exactly recall how, where they took place. Yeah. Like, he's remembering a Christmas dinner, but it's taking place in the street outside of their home instead of in the home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, like, uh, there's sort of just, like, a misty, hazy background yeah. to where this is taking place. Because you don't, you remember the room you're in, but you don't remember the building. Or, yeah. Uh, you can't, you know, piece together where... And also, when you're recollecting these things, you don't think of the entire like geographical context that it existed in. We also when get, it happened. Uh, you know, Davies, who was a gay man. We get uh, we get um, a scene where he stares outside of his window, mm-hmm. his bedroom window, at a man uh, helping build a building across shirtless. Yeah, and then we see him fantasize about that man while at church. As Jesus, yeah, uh, which which this happens a lot. It's co- pretty common among to say, people raised co- Catholic is is adding sexual like erotic fantasies associated okay. with the church. Yeah, like and a lot of particularly dudes, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. A lot it's, of straight men imagine nuns and yeah, compromise that, that too. Like, it's just but like uh, with with gay men and Jesus and probably straight women with Jesus and also what there's like a saint or, that has an image of him like getting. Like his arms like this, and he's getting like his arms are like. I don't know. He's got like a he's getting like a uh, an arrow in his side. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what his name is. But like there's there's famous images. Oh okay. Yeah. I'm talking. Uh, so that's like also the first man you see bare chested. Yep. Uh, all the time, and Jesus is always ripped. Yep. Jesus is always like muscular and like toned up and shit for whatever reason. When in reality, he was probably, like, really frail yeah. looking, um, as everyone was. Yeah. Um, teeth all perfect and shit. Also, he was black uh, in actuality, if he ever existed. Um, so, let's see here. Uh, can we talk about the, the flashlight? Because that, uh, a lot of people online seem to like the flashlight thing. He's right. talking to Albie, um, and... Uh, he's shining a flashlight into the night sky and ultimately that light traveling uh, goes on forever as soon as you light it out yeah. it does and that, that's how science works and uh, I, I think that that's a childlike uh, thing we can all sort of grasp to um, I you know I did that as a kid you shine the light up in the sky and see what it can reflect off of mm-hmm. or, uh, I don't know if I really knew that as a kid I didn't grasp astrology, uh, astronomy, rather, yeah, very well until I was a kid, or until I was a, an adult, and uh, that was, like, the one thing I never paid attention to, um, well, that and multiple subjects, but, uh, but knowing that as a kid, like, shining your light in there and knowing it goes on forever would be cool as hell. I would have done that more had I known that yeah. as a kid. Um, so would you uh, have, have any more notes? wrap it up yeah um what would you give this film I'm gonna give this a four and a half 
because it doesn't hit me the same way Distant Voice and Still Lives does. It hits me in a more ethereal way. I, I relate to this film a lot, and I really enjoy this film, but I'm, I am I want to put Distant Voices ahead of it. Uh, I think the narrative of, the, of that film gives me more to latch onto, um, and kind of evokes a more more constructed emotion, a more a more hashed out emotion, whereas uh, The Long Day Closes is, is more of a feeling, which I do appreciate wholeheartedly, and I do absolutely love this, that only, no, fuck it, Long Day Closes gets a five, too. Fuck it. <laughs> I was going to do the same way. <laughs> yeah. Because, dude, I, ah, there's, so, there's, so much, there's so much the same. It almost just feels like a, a different version of this story almost or an extension of uh distant voices still lives and i i enjoy that uh knowing about his life and learning about his life and uh being able to connect those two films really i i I, you kind of want to watch this is anthology autobiographical as well yeah i you kind of want to lump all those together almost like you want to like really the anthology of course you uh, see collectively but like I want to group these two films in with that almost because it's a uh, his full recollection of his life almost uh, I, I don't know so I'm gonna give you a couple of choices for next week mm-hmm. you want to do Spielberg which is Hook and then dress part or do you want to do more Davies or uh Eric Romare. So I would like to take a palate break from Davies. Yeah. Um, so that leaves Romare, Spielberg. Um, Want to get the coin out? Uh, is there one in here? I don't know. Oh, there's one right here. Um, pick heads or tails? Uh, tails is Spielberg, heads tails. is Romare. Same rules apply. I'm gonna do a flip and then a top, like a flip, or a, a flick and then a flip over yeah. onto the hand. We got a tails. Spielberg. Yeah. So we're watching Hook and Jurassic Park, which means we're gonna enjoy one movie uh, and bear through another, I guess. Yeah. Oh my god. Unless you come up with a, a third, because I'm not really in the mood for Romer. You haven't given Romer a chance since Green Raider. Uh, you're right. But what are the films on? Like, are they easily available? They're on Criterion. Oh, they're on That's Criterion. why I suggested them. Oh, okay. Or we could watch Topsy Turvy. What's Topsy Turvy? Mike Lee movie from the late... Mike Lee period piece from the late 90s. What's the, what's the period? Victorian era. Oh. It's about Gilbert and Sullivan, the musical guys. Mm-hmm. The making of the Mikado. No clue. You ever heard? I am the very mother of a mother made a general historical. You know that? Loosely, yeah. They, they made comic operettas in the Victorian era. Okay. So, Victorian era sort of comedy a little? Comedy. Drama? Comedy drama about the creation of one of their most famous pieces. Okay. People love this movie. Okay. Fuck it. 
Uh, I don't know how to watch. The thing is about the Spielberg ones is that I really don't want to watch Hook. Yeah. <laughs> and if I'm going to watch Hook, I don't want to watch Hook alone. Uh-huh. But it comes before Jurassic Park. Um, Hook makes me want to watch Popeye. The live-action Popeye. That's way better. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Also, I don't, I don't know if I've seen that since I was a kid. Live-action Popeye? Yeah. Yeah, it's way better. I have that on VHS. Yeah. I'm at that as a Popeye fan, so. Yeah. We can do this off the mic. All right. We'll figure this out. Uh, until You'll next time. You'll just see. Yeah. Until next time. Uh, ta-ra. Ta-ra.